Hey, Greg, what's your favorite type of weapon? It would probably have to be, um, ooh, putting me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> I would probably have to say uh, a shotgun. Okay, well, how about something that isn't a gun? I would probably have to say uh, the samurai swords because I've always really loved those. I love those weapons. I mean, like you know, they uh, the, the 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 fine care and detail that was put into them by the master Japanese sword masters. They would literally take a piece of metal, fold it over, and hammer it like thousands of times to be able to get the metal down to that uh, uh, thin thin thinness that the swords have, which allowed them to be like razor sharp. Uh, there are swords in museums that uh, that have been documented to have been able to cut through three human bodies at once. Okay, how about a weapon that fits Dynasty Warriors too? What do you call that spear thing? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's exactly what you call it. The spear thing. <laughs> because that weapon allows you to be able to keep your enemies at a distance. And, and in this game, that's a good thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, my favorite weapon would be the spear. Yes. So uh, we should probably say like, what game that we're talking about this episode. Yes. We are playing Parappa the Rapper 2. <laughs> no. You're listening to PlayStation Power and we are playing... Dynasty Warriors 2. Well, we're not playing. Wait, are you are you playing it right now? No, not this minute. I was playing it like earlier tonight, though. <laughs> okay, I was I was playing the manual a few seconds ago. But, Is that uh, close yeah. enough to playing the game? Yes, close enough. So, uh, <laughs> um, some of you may be curious as to why we're doing number two in, in the series. Like, I suppose the first game, because often because often it seems like the first game in the series like the more logical place to start. Um, no, I thought we started on Dynasty Warriors 4. <laughs> George probably has his own reasons, but I would say that I thought Dynasty Warriors 2 was a significant improvement over the original game because I, I felt that well, the original, the game, original game is different, much different than the than the second. Yes, and it also fixed <laughs> out some of the it also fixed some of the some of their some of the roughness, the roughness and uh, and they um, smoothed over some of the some of the difficult parts. Uh, like the original game to make this game a lot more, um, I'd say user friendly. This game's a lot more pick up and play than the first game was. I, I thought. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I actually picked this was because it was a launch game, and I wanted to do launch games first. Probably, um, probably one of the best launch games for the PS2 because I've yes. been working before saying, saying in past podcasts, including, including this one that for all the major systems for the first year of its life, I thought the PS2 had probably had the weakest game library. 
there were not very many good games that came out for the system in its first year of life. And this is and this is definitely like one of the best games. Yes. So the first two episodes, I just wanted them to be launch games, mm-hmm. um, which Makes stinks sense. because Dynasty Warriors Two is a launch game and not Dynasty Warriors. But whatever. <laughs> um, we should probably we should probably explain real quick for those listeners out there who have not played a Dynasty Warrior game what actually what kind of game this is and, and what the gameplay is like. Well, Dynasty Warriors Two and up. Uh, they're all hack and slash games and they're about the Chinese dynasties. What else do you want to know? More specifically, <laughs> more specifically, these games cover the romance of the three kingdoms period. Yes. Co- yes. Uh, which Koai, the publisher of the game loves to do it in their games. Or uh, if you pronounce it like I do, Koei, sorry, had to put that in there. I, I've never <laughs> seen an official pronunciation like the uh, so I'm saying everyone I know says Koei except for you, but I mean, you know, who knows? What if you were right I've and everyone else is it, wrong? I've also been saying it that way. I've also been saying it's been saying it that way for years, and I'm an old man at this point, so it's going to be very hard for me to break that <laughs> habit. Uh, compared to you, like compared to you whippersnappers out there. Um, oh boy, <laughs> let's start this shindig. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so um, you get to play as as one of the famous the famous leaders or generals uh, during this during, during this time period. More specifically, this is set in the second uh, century AD, the, um, uh, in the closing days of the Han Dynasty, when China was being torn apart by civil war, and there were three major dynasties that were in place uh, that were vying for control of the people and of the land. Um, and your action in this game will determine. Would, would determine if your dynasty uh, uh, succeeds or fails. Would you like to hear the story, Greg? Please go ahead. <laughs> All right. It is second century AD. The Roman Empire at its peak has extended its reach throughout most of Europe and to Western Asia. In Japan, they, oh my God, they ye- <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be reading words that I don't know how to pronounce. So the Yayoi period is drawing to a close and North America is a territory that will lay undiscovered for the next 1200 years or so. And in China, it is only a matter of time before widespread corruption ends 400 years of rule by the Han dynasty. The yellow, the yellow turbans. Yes, I know. (laughs) Also, I'm not going to be editing this out. So yay. (laughs) The yellow turban rebellion begins a chain of events that allows the, Here's a word that I never heard of before. What is that? D E S P O T I C. Despotic? Is that how you say it? Yes. Okay. I'm going to sound dumb. I don't care. (laughs) Warlords, Heejin, and Dong Zhuo. I'm going to, I'm actually going to read it. I, I know that they pronounce these names improperly in these older games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to just pronounce them incorrectly like they do. <laughs> Heejin and Dong Zhao to take control of the dynasty. But their rule is short-lived as uh, no, one, no one warlord is powerful enough to keep China united. China becomes a war-torn country riddled with small warlords vying against each other for land. The first man to rise above the rest of, in this period of civil war is Cao Cao, of the Wei Kingdom, by riding the winds of change, he manages to gain control over two-thirds of China. The next warlord to make a name for himself is Sun Quan of the Wu Kingdom. 
To protect his southern territories, he creates the most powerful naval force China has ever seen. The final character to make his mark is Liu Bei of the Shu Kingdom. He uses his exceptional personal skills to recruit the most fearless and feared warriors in all of China. The story of Romance of the Three Kingdoms is an epic saga that revolves around the battles, plots, and lives of these three famous men. And that is the story. <laughs> yeah, I thought this is actually like very ingenious, like in the part of uh, Koai's part about taking the romance, the romance of the, the romance of the Three Kingdoms period, which they already had a lot of experience on because of that whole series. Um, because uh, they had right. a bunch of games yeah. based off of it. Right. So they just basically just, they took that period and they're like, okay, instead of making a strategy game, let's make a kind of hack and slash tactical action game instead. Uh, which, but uh, on the other side, they actually did make a strategic game out of us. Yes, they did. That I'm not sure will be fun if we go into it because <laughs> I only played a little bit of it. But, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty ingenious of them. And, you know, when I first heard about the game, I was dubious as to how well that it actually would work. But I found it to be very, very uh, original and unique and a lot of fun, as we're going to talk about here, like they're in the podcast. Yes, it worked so, well. Yes. So before we really get into the nitty gritty, I think we should, uh, you know, set this up here and we should uh, give some vital stats for this game. Um, this game was released in Japan on August 3rd, 2000. North America was October 26, 2000. And in Europe, November 24th, 2000. So all in the same year, which is good. I know sometimes Europe gets things pretty late. Um, but what's really interesting is on the Japanese uh, PlayStation Network, they re-released this game on November 28th, 2012. I can see that. Uh, this series, uh, this series uh, that has been popular in the States has always been much more popular uh, back in Japan. Yes. Uh, fun fun fact. I actually have uh, the soundtrack to this game on CD. It's a good soundtrack too. It is, but Dynasty Warriors Dynasty Warriors uh, three uh, three soundtrack is much better. And I can't find a CD of it. <laughs> I don't know why. I can find it for everything else, even the spinoff games, but right. not Dynasty Warriors three. Hmm. Oh well. Uh. <laughs> So uh, I was a huge fan uh, of this series, like for a while, uh, all the way up until about like number five. Um, how many games have they come out in the series uh, up to this point now, George? Main games or main games and all their other like extreme legends and whatnot. Um, Just the main games you want? Yeah, yeah. That, they are on eight now. Mm. Um, I would I would argue that. Um, anything after five, uh, ramps down in not quality, but just, I don't like them as much. Yeah. Uh, six, six is the worst out of mm -hmm. all of them because, uh, you can do an infinite combo, uh, which I do not like because you can, you can literally just keep pressing the square button and your character will keep attacking without stopping, uh, which is ridiculous um but they did set up the whole uh base thing where you take out enemies and there's a number i think it's like a number on the top of the screen and when you take out a certain number of enemies you take over a base or whatever so they started that there right. i believe but 
Uh, Dynasty Warriors 2, you know, it started, started this whole thing out here. Um, Omega Force, have you ever played another Omega Force game that is not a Dynasty Warriors game? If you tell me what games that they developed, I probably could recognize them. Uh, I, I have not heard of the developer until now, actually. Oh, really? You haven't heard of the Omega Force until yeah. now. That's why I said, um, I, I don't know what else they've made. <laughs> um, how about Blade Store of the Hundred Years War? Have you played that? No, I have not. Uh, they did Fatal Inertia. I've heard good things about that one, but never I never played, played it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the th- they did the Fist of the North Star Ken's Rage game. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the thing is, they mostly make uh, Musu games. When I say Musu games, I mean the Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, and mm-hmm. stuff like Hyrule Warriors. Those are like Musu games. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Uh, they All also right. did the One Piece game, but you know, that's like Dynasty Warriors. Um, they also did. Uh, a recent game that came out. Let me see if I know how to pronounce this properly. Tokidin? The Age of Demons? Um, it's kind of like a Monster Hunter type game. But mm, like okay. with Dynasty Warriors-esque gameplay. <laughs> um, it was released for the, the Vita. Uh, apparently in Japan it was released on the PSP as well. But it was also released on the PS4 very recently. I have not, I played a little bit of the demo, but I did want to pick up this game because it's, it seems pretty cool. Hmm. Also, I didn't like how they made spears work in that game, which is uh, because <laughs> I like, I like spears, but anyway, yes. So I mentioned earlier that the, that the Dynasty Warriors 2 is at its core, a hack and slash a game. What that means basically is that most of the gameplay will consist of you controlling one character, um, uh, I think you can change characters characters uh, during the game uh, later well, on. Well, not yeah, not while you're playing. But right, you right, can right. change which right. character you want to play. But during the stage, you're set to like uh, during the particular stage, like you're fixed to like, uh, you're fixed to like one character, and uh, and uh, it's there's a there's a major battle going on, and you're trying to influence the course of the battle, uh, the uh, the battle uh, in favor of your side by, by killing men. By waiting into the fight and just basically going tapa 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 a bunch of times. Tapa tapa tapa. Yes. So that's not how I did it. Well, we'll talk about gameplay strategies <laughs> later on because there are different ways of approaching. There are different ways of approaching the battle. Um, I'll talk about some of my strategies strategies that I used uh, to get through the game. But um, this game is pretty simple to describe uh, to, to describe in, in that sense. But well, the thing is, the of, game is actually actually pretty simple yes <laughs> that's why i mean now before we really 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 get into it i would like to just talk about the menus here quickly okay um because there's only three things there you know you you push start it tells you to push start you push start and it's just a it's a, an image that says dynasty warriors 2 in the background okay whatever it's a launch game sue them <laughs> it's their first time doing it then three cubes come up. They're nicely detailed. Nicely detailed cubes. But three cubes come up. There's three different things you can select. There's Musu mode, which is basically story mode. You can choose to fight for Wei, Wu, or Shu when they have their own respective characters. Right. Um, you could do free mode. And 
options. Free mode, obviously, being that you can play whatever stages that you've unlocked, which I believe there are only eight, which mm-hmm. is odd. Yeah. And then options. Well, if you don't know what options is, you, <laughs> you can change options. The most important option in there, of course, is the like the changing uh, like the changing the difficulty level because. Because Did you play it on easy? I, the first time, the first time that I had this game way back when, yes, I did. Mm. Uh, because it, uh, uh, because I wasn't really sure, I wasn't really sure how difficult the game was going to be. Because I found Dynasty Warriors, the first game, to be like pretty difficult. I hadn't realized at the time all the changes that they made between that game and this one. I always, so. I always try playing games on the uh normal or medium or whatever difficulty first i usually i usually do that i was just a, being a little bit more cautious with this game way back when but i quickly found out that easy was indeed too easy and so i put it to normal and then five minutes later playthroughs i was like cranked up to hard you cranked it up to hard okay yes <laughs> um we'll talk about that in a bit because i should have done that but you can uh, also you can also remap the controller here too. Some of the buttons, right? I, I believe. Yes, which is actually very nice. really odd for a PlayStation Two game. No, I love games that do that because yeah, I know, no, but there's right. not the the reason why it's odd is because not too too many games let you do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. Uh, uh, changing changing being able to freely change controls in a game in this era that's not on computer is really interesting. <laughs> Um, but a lot of game, even modern games on console need to, uh, learn to do the, because some of their controls are just not great. Speaking about controls, should we talk about the controls that are used in this game? Yes. Let's talk about controls that are in this game. It's pretty easy to, it's pretty easy to get the hang of, like we already like alluded to. Right. So you, you, uh, lose lose you lose your left analog stick i don't know how you lose it uh, maybe lou boo takes it um you use your left analog stick or you can use the d-pad to move around um you know you press x to jump uh also used to mount slash dismount your horse or a horse in general square is the normal attack triangle is the charge attack and circle is the musu attack um now what you want to do here is build combos. So pressing square, square, square is going to hurt the guys, but it's not really going to do too, too much. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some strategies on just pressing square, but what you want to do is you want to maybe do like three squares in a row and then do a charge attack with triangle. So when you hit square uh, repeatedly, you can only do a combo of four. Now, when you use square and triangle, you can actually extend your combo, and that's actually going to be uh, useful for when you're fighting uh, officers, generals, and higher-ranking officials. Um, now, the Musu attack, what the Musu attack does is there's a bar that you can fill up, and once you fill it up, you're able to do a special attack, basically. Um, you have, you can hold it or you could just push it. If you push it, uh, it uses up some of your bar and it still has some charge left, but if you hold it, it uses the special attack for the duration of the bar being full. 
And you'll learn pretty quickly uh, the best times and ways to use those different kinds of attacks because there definitely is a strategy like involved like in using them. Uh, certain certain battles in certain certain situations favor favor uh, like favor like using like one attack like versus like another one like for example. Yes. Now, what it doesn't say here in the manual is you can also hold down the circle button to charge your musu bar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it took me a while to get the hang of that. See, the thing is, I already knew this because I used to play Dynasty Warriors three all the time. So, mm. I I I. I guess that it would be in this game. And I was right. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. now, uh, moving on here, the R one button, uh, lets you use a bow and arrow and that can actually be helpful. There are times where there are archers and they're not right in front of your weapon and you need to shoot them down so they don't kill you. You can use square to do a normal, atta- uh, normal attack. Uh, triangle does a, charge attack i believe which takes a little bit longer because you're charging the attack and then shooting and then circle when you have a full musu bar you're able to shoot multiple arrows in succession quickly it's also very handy for being it's also like very handy like like taking out a guy who's who's really causing like a lot of you're causing like a whole lot of grief it's also Uh, good for shooting people down off their horses if you can't if you can't time your attacks properly or we need to be able to hit somebody in particular, but you can't quite get there for whatever reason. So, yeah, that too. Um, the L one button is the guard button. I use it as the turn my camera around to where I want it, please button. <laughs> uh, and I think that's what most people do. I don't guard too too much, but uh, if I'm getting my butt kicked against a, a, an officer or a general, I'll probably use it. The camera angles are one of the weakest things about this game, unfortunately. Yes, but you need to realize still an early game in this kind of era. We'll talk about this later on. I've seen seen games that use the camera in worse ways. Mm, So have I. (laughs) Yes. Um, Just to finish up here, the select button does nothing. Start button is pause. L2 uh, shows uh, toggles the name slash life bar above uh, enemies' heads. So the grunts will just have a red bar above their head, but important enemies will have their names above their heads as, lo- uh, as well as their health. And then R2 toggles the mini-map, and there's three different modes. There's map off, and then there's... Uh, I guess I'd call it world map, maybe mm-hmm. showing the whole, the whole place. And then the third one is a local map showing, uh, the local area on the mini map. Right. Right. Left. <laughs> <laughs> now that's just, that's, that's, that's controls. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's actually pretty simple for, you know, controller like the, which is one reason more. I think this series was popular she was popular for so long because it it was really is like very like you know pick up and play i mean like you know you can figure out the controls without even having to look at the manual although it helps look at the manual yeah you can figure out the controls pretty easily uh by even without by by having to do that and 
and the game, you know, the game thrust you into action like pretty quickly. So it's like you know, there's a lot of definitely a lot of action on uh, fast plays gameplay to help keep you like engaged. Yes. Now, some important things here when you jump into the game, you're gonna notice this nice HUD you have here, which is a heads-up display. Um, you know, you have in the the bottom left, you have the name of your character that you're playing as, the health bar, and under that is the Musu bar. Um, there's also a number of arrows you have left. Um, simple enough. In the bottom right is the KO count. Shows you how many enemies you have defeated. Above that, on the same side, is the map. That's obviously the map. <laughs> and above that is the morale. Uh, they spelt it weird in the manual here. M-O-R-A-L, like moral. Um, that's weird translation issues there I guess (laughs) okay but which is weird because under that it says displays morale of both armies so they're calling it the moral but in explaining it they call it the morale I don't know it just basically shows you how well you're doing Um, you know left side is you right side is the enemy and the more that your side of the bar is filled up the better uh newer games they actually remove this bar and i don't know why yeah Uh, i don't think a morale system is actually in the newer games i think it's just go and kill people i think that's what it is um now this is interesting um this is this this is probably one of the most detailed huds i've seen in a dynasty warriors game to be honest now um in the top left if you are currently fighting an enemy of whatever rank it doesn't matter um there is their name their rank um above that is their health bar which is more a more detailed health bar than the one that's just above their heads and then to the right of that is actually the morale of the unit Mm -hmm. the maximum is eight stars and when you kill a number of enemies in that unit a star will be removed and then your morale in general will go up. I think I know that the morale of the enemies will go down. Well, obviously I guess yours goes up. I guess that makes sense. I don't think there's some kind of gray area for that morale, but this is the most detailed because there's a little bar under these stars that shows how much there's left until a star is removed for morale. And in dynasty warriors three, the morale the morale stars are still there, but there is no bar. So this is technically one of the most detailed HUDs I've seen in a Dynasty Warriors game because it shows the details about the morale just of the unit that you're fighting, which is what I liked. Yes, exactly. I was disappointed to see that Dynasty Warriors 3, uh, they didn't have that. because I liked they, exactly... still, they still showed you, but they didn't have the bar showing you how right, much that's until what I need. Yeah. So, which, you know, which is something, this is, this is a little new to me, because when I played Dynasty Warriors 3, I didn't know anything about those stars, and I didn't even notice them until uh, much, much later. I knew about morale, obviously, because it's well, in the, <laughs> the top right of the screen. Yeah. But I didn't know about morale of specific oh. units. And, you know, if you defeat the leader of that unit, automatically their morale goes down to zero. Because there there is no leader. You can still fight these enemies in the unit. They'll still show up. But they have no morale. Um, 
which is interesting because isn't supposed to be that the lower morale, the lower they perform or something. They seemed the same to me, but maybe it was just me. Um, I noticed them usually being a little, being a little bit uh, half-hearted like, like in their fight. They weren't quite as aggressive attacking me as they would be normally. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. But okay, you're right. I noticed that. I that, noticed that now. That's pretty much the major difference that I saw. There, There is some strategy to this game actually because you there's can, a lot of strategy to this game actually <laughs> uh, i wouldn't say a lot but yeah no there is strategy most definitely because you can actually um stun or in this case they call it incapacitation you can incapacitate enemies or you can become incapacitated yourself um what happens you become incapacitated you have to uh move your analog stick or press the d buttons like crazy i believe and you right. will recover faster. Yeah. And then there is um, the something that's called locking blades. And what happens is if you happen to attack um, your enemy at the same time they attack you, uh, they're, I guess you can maybe call it some kind of like QTE kind of like thing, but it's yeah. not set up as one right. um, where both of your weapons, you're both in like a constant kind of like parry where you're trying to push off the enemy's weapon. And what you do is you repeatedly press square or triangle. And well, if you win, they get knocked off guard and you're able to attack them. Yeah. I like this feature, but, um, it just kind of, but, uh, but, uh, but it also has a drawback in the sense that it kind of devolves to a button, a button pushing contest. And particularly, particularly later on in the game, the higher difficulty levels, it's almost impossible, uh, possible. I, I found at least to, to be able to suddenly able to win these. Unless you're really, unless you're really wearing uh, a button in a furious uh, a pace. Right. Do you want to say anything? Because I've been saying a lot. <laughs> Um, no, you want to go over, do you want to go over characters here? Do you have, do you have a list here? Uh, I was going to talk about my strategy for a little okay. bit and then we can do the characters. Go sure. Ahead. Um, go ahead. like I said earlier, um, uh, um, I usually approach the game depending upon the difficulty level that I'm playing at and where in the, like where in the game that I am. And if it's an easier difficulty level, uh, like easier normal and it's early in the game, I'll usually just simply just like, you know, Throw caution in the wind and just like charge right into the enemy pack and just go just like just go tapa 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 because you can usually do that like, tapa 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 because you can usually do that like pretty effectively um, at that point just like you know do some normal attacks follow up some combos um, it's it's a lot of fun just to hack down those guys left and right just, you know just be like a one man army just like she was like charging in there later on in the game as the guy the, uh, your, your enemies get more difficult you can't do that because you got to be a lot more cautious because you can very easily get uh swarmed uh, swarmed like an overrun so i kind of take more of a firefighter approach in the sense that i kind of uh, look around the map try to see where i needed the most and like march over there like part of the fire um and uh and try to help with the smaller fights um, to try to help influence influence the overall ebb and flow of the battle instead of trying to charge the thickest enemy, you know, thickest enemy mass like I would like earlier in the game. Right, you should make sure that officers and generals are safe. Exactly, because so they like, can they can help right. you out, and if they are defeated, you lose morale. By the same token, I'm also looking for uh, by the same token, I'm also looking for enemy generals who are hurt, uh, like under attack. Like, like 
uh so i can charge in there like and finish them off right which i don't think the ai does a great job of fighting they itself. don't yeah i got better <laughs> later games that yeah oh yes definitely yes, but... um also the difficulty scaled up um <laughs> i mean i played this game on normal i should have maybe tried hard but this game wasn't too too hard for me and maybe it might be because i like to level up my character like crazy and just brute force it <laughs> but i'm not sure yeah, like I said earlier, uh, I got good enough for the game after a couple of times that I was able to crank up the difficulty of the level for like up to hard. Uh, we're finding to be like a much more. I should totally try that. Uh, a much more like enjoyable challenge because they, um, depending upon, uh, I think that I think that I think that the uh, Lu Bu side is the easiest is easiest, is easiest story mode to play through because of all the great characters and generals that you have. Oh, of uh, course, you know mine's but, probably but, the hardest that I picked. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, like, you know, Cow Cows is in the middle. Um, and then, like, the, the and the, the found guy whose name I can't remember, like, right now was the hardest, I thought. The what guy? Uh, uh, the last, uh, the last, uh, the last of the three. Are you uh, talking the, about the Shoe Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's, I always play through the shoe. I think the shoe's the hardest one to play through because, it became, uh, uh, because even though they have a, lot, a territory, they don't have a lot of, like, great generals. So you really that's have to be. mean. <laughs> they do their best but, but uh um <laughs> but so yeah this is nice segue segue into characters um like i said you know i tend to prefer the lubu characters um you know like you know ganwa and zeng fei that's and the other. that's the that's uh, another care that's the other character uh category because mm-hmm. there's the three kingdoms and then there's the side characters right like you can play as um the guys from the yellow turban rebellion yeah yeah yes you can and whatnot they're not um their own kind of kingdom right so that's the you like to play as the characters that aren't a part of any kind of kingdom yes i mean there was there's 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 historical reasons for that because like you know i'm, I'm a big history history fan and history buff and but course, the thing is these games aren't historically accurate yeah i know that okay um, okay i just want to let you know i also i also had a lot of i also had a lot of uh, sentimental feeling to those characters because like you know they were not only not only were they prominently featured in the romance the romance of the like the, the, the three kingdom games but but one of the favorite nes games was dynasty of the emperor um uh from capcom i never played. heard of that game um yeah, it's an NES game, which also kind of loosely loosely follows the period of the, the period of the of the of the of the of the of the, of the romance three kingdoms period. Is that a strategy game as well? Uh, it has it has tactical uh, it, it has battles okay. where you go around a map. Uh, you have characters in your party. You have to like you know feed them and, and, and supply them and equip them that kind of stuff. Oh, that's not and realistic you, at all. And you go around on a map, and you also get into battles, which are army battles. You have like your characters. On, on one side and the enemy characters on the other side and, and each character has a certain has X number of men under his command okay. and you select commands uh, kind of like a role-playing game almost kind of. Uh, you select commands that you want each character to do and you see the results of the action. Oh, that sounds uh, interesting. So yeah, uh, it's a very unique game. The sequel never came out here in the West, but anyway, so yeah. Uh, of course, nothing comes out here in the right. West. So, you know, and in that game, you're playing and in that game, you're playing it primarily through the side um, uh, like the guys like Lubu and, and his generals. So, oh, okay. like, so, 
So I already had a lot of attachment to those characters anyway, but because of the previous games. Right. So I was as my time to gravitate. I gravitated toward them to start the game off with, and I had the most fun playing playing those characters. That said, I did beat the game uh, like in all three sides, but I uh, but I do think the Lubu side is the easiest to play if you if you're uh, like new to the game uh, or not very good like this uh, like this kind of game. Right. Now, I just remember this because when you were talking about the NES Capcom game, what was that name again? Uh, Destiny of an Emperor. Destiny of an Emperor. Sounds cool. Um, I was thinking that I was thinking about the Game Boy Advance Dynasty Warriors game that I actually uh, owed. Mm. Um, imagine, a, imagine a 2D top-down version of uh, any of these older Dynasty Warriors games but kind of okay so it's kind of like have you ever played the psp dynasty warriors games no i did not okay so at least in volume one what happens is you you choose your character you play through a story and it's kind of it's kind of more tactical than a normal dynasty warriors game on console is Mm -hmm. so what happens is you choose a location to go to on this grid of a map and what happens is you take you you battle inside that little uh, grid box, and then when you win, you take you take it over. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And it's so it's kind of it's kind of like that on the uh, Game Boy version, but it's obviously it obviously predates the PSP version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it's two D top down, and there's not too too many guys that you fight there. It's a little mm-hmm. it's weird, but it's really interesting to play. Yeah. Um, I I, su- I actually suggest you uh, emulate it and take a mm-hmm. look at it. Um, so uh, let's talk graphics music a little bit. We already mentioned some of it earlier, but I thought for a launch game, this system, uh, uh, this game really did a good job showing a, really a good job of the graphics and and music too, for that matter, showing off showing off showing off like the PS2 um, could do. I don't I, I don't think it was the graphically the graphically best PS2 launch game, but it was very good graphics. Um, uh, like when it came out, I have to say it, it, it does look pretty good. Um, especially for a launch game. It's, it's yes. pretty good. The, I mean, when you're rating audio on a console, like the PlayStation and the PlayStation two, um, you're rating something different entirely. So let's hmm. say we're rating an SNES game on its music. That's right. something that is tone generated. Whereas on a PlayStation and a PlayStation two, this is all audio that's been recorded. Yes. So, I mean, you can rate the, I'm not saying you can't rate the audio. It's just, you need to keep in mind that you're rating it on a different kind of level here. So all this music is like awesome though. Um, Especially for the time. Yes. Like it's very fitting for the period too, because it sounds so, so it sounds very like authentic. It, it's funny though because they use guitars, <laughs> like electric guitars. Well, the Chinese had the Chinese had some simple. The Chinese had electric guitars. No, they had. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of the. I can't think of the name of, the name of it right now. But I mean, they. they I, I know they had their own kind of instruments. I know what you're saying. Have, I'm just. I was right, making a joke, have, but yeah. like, it does. Funny enough, using an electric guitar for the songs in this game, the music does really fit for this hmm. kind of era inside the game not the era that the game was coming out yeah and it's a very appropriate appropriate soundtrack also because most of the pieces like a very like you know like uh fast paced and hard hitting which is what you kind of want for a game that involves you 
waiting to a bunch of 100 guys and going hack, hack, hack. So uh, the music the music really helps to drive the gameplay along, I, th- uh, I thought. Right. Um, the music does get better in these games. And then... True. Yep. And so does the graphics. And then, right. So it, it peaks up and then it just, like, doesn't get any better. Just goes on. <laughs> if it was a graph, it would just be go up and up and up and then it would just like flat line going straight because i feel like the quality in the music couldn't get any better after a certain point in the series but it was still really good uh my favorite soundtrack i think i've already said this is the soundtrack to dynasty warriors 3 yes, because yeah. actually dynasty warriors 3 took a lot of music from this game and kind of maybe i guess you can say remixed it yeah, you could say um, so that. let's say you start the game up. Don't you don't press start. You have the whole little intro come up. They took that song and they put it in Dynasty Warriors 3 and they added more to it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, they took they took the uh, character selection music and they added their little twist. To, uh, you know, we shouldn't mm-hmm. really be comparing games too too much here. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when we go to Dynasty Warriors 3, we should compare it to two. And so on and so forth. Mm, yeah. Um, well, it's a fair comparison because, like you know, obviously, because obviously, obviously, sequels are going to be better, um, at least from a programming standpoint, because people have gotten have gotten more experience with you for programming for the system, like another belt, so they know more of the ins and outs of what they can do. Uh, well, and it's more them. like how can we compose better music? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They tweak the hardware better, but. So they're more familiar with it. Uh, uh, it's no coincidence that there's it's like no coincidence that 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 most systems best that to, to many people the best games were system were the ones that came out came out came out in the last in the last couple of years of its life because by then the programmers had, had been able to learn how to how to ring every little thing out of that system. Oh, it's it's amazing. So we're going to be covering uh, PlayStation Two games, and uh, you know we're going to be covering games that came out. 2010 2011 2012 yeah um these games and a lot of those games that came out um they put they they did still put effort into these games up to a certain point yeah um you know it's different from different developers but once we get onto the uh smackdown versus raw games um you're gonna see that uh they put a lot of quality into those games even for games that were on the newer generation platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, uh, again, a little too far ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just love talking about this stuff. I really do. So if somebody were to ask you what your favorite and least favorite thing on this game, uh, on this game is, what would you say? Ooh, put me on the spot here for that. Huh? My favorite thing, uh, probably the music. Okay. Um, my least favorite, I mean, it's, it's a mix up between controls maybe. And like, like part of the graphics. So like this game obviously is a launch title. Mm -hmm. They had to, they did what they can with barely knowing about the hardware. Right. So what they did was they put fog in the game and it is very up close. It is so close to your character. Um, It's not like silent hill (laughs) levels of fog, but 
it's more like the kind of fog that the, the, the fog people complain about that was common in, like in many like many N64 games. Yeah, I mean it's not that bad, but it's still it's still there. Um, the controls could be a little bit better, but then again, these controls are like I want to say exactly the same as like Dynasty Warriors threes, mm-hmm. uh, Dynasty Warriors, yeah, Dynasty Warriors threes. Ugh, that's so weird to say. <laughs> um, ugh. But yeah, it, it's basically the same as that, and that's like one of my favorite games. So I. Like the controls still work. They're not wonky. They're just they can use some cleaning up, but just some. Not like the whole system needs to be revamped. So maybe just I can't see as far as I want to. Maybe that's the biggest issue yeah. I have for mm-hmm. this game. What about you? Well, my favorite thing about the game is just the whole is just the whole gameplay aspect in the sense that it's a lot of fun to take a really strong, powerful dude and wade him into a whole group of people and just go and just go hack and slash and beaten and beaten fight. It's a lot of the, the the whole gameplay style that that hack and slash combines some tactical strategy uh, tactical strategy elements. It was very unique for the time, and it was a lot of fun. It certainly uh, uh, each battle plays out a little bit different because you have to decide how you're going to approach it and approach it and uh, and what you're going to do and how the best way to be able to handle it. Uh, right, gameplay- but there's also different scenarios. Not every battle. Right. is the same thing so one uh, i can't remember offhand but one might be like you just oh go kill the guys and then another one's like our boats are being attacked by flame arrows <laughs> now we need to yeah fall back yeah. a little bit or something you know yeah like, uh, stuff like that that they set up for you which is right and that variety cool. of gameplay really makes for uh like a very like a very fun game to go through plus also the plus also the plus plus also the plus also there's a three story mode so the game is a good amount like a uh like replay value to it also um, what's so. really cool is that this can be a two-player game co-op i don't remember that <laughs> you don't remember that no i never played it that way oh i'm sorry i was thinking of dynasty warriors 3 this is a one-player game uh, yeah yeah because uh, yeah because i was going to say one of my one of I my complaints about the game sworn i saw maybe okay i forget i don't know if i said it well while recording here but i was I did end up playing Dynasty Warriors 3 because it was just because I was playing Dynasty Warriors 2 and I said, well, this is like Dynasty Warriors 3. So I ended up playing Dynasty Warriors 3 as well. So uh, maybe I confused that. I'm sorry. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I was actually going to say one of the drawbacks for me about this game is no two player mode. When you, Uh, when you, when you didn't say anything for a second, I was like, wait, no, this isn't this isn't two player. I was trying to remember because I, mean, I remember, but I, I as I say, I was ninety nine percent sure that there wasn't. But I thought maybe you, I thought maybe that you knew to cheat, cheat code to unlock it or something that cheat I didn't know code. about. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I, I man, I can't believe I mixed that up. I feel so dumb now. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, that's okay. You're dumb all the time. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. So lack of two player mode, I think, is like one drawback for the game. Like the other yeah, drawback, I re- I, you know, I probably put that as my my least favorite part now and the other drawback to the game i probably would say is a sense that um uh the i don't think that the characters are really are really different enough i mean i know they have different attacks and whatnot but they don't feel they don't feel quite as unique as they should be i think the later games did the later games did a much better job of being able to make the guys yes. stand out more with their own special attacks and moves and personalities and that kind of stuff yes yeah, so the thing is 
They're just swinging their weapons. Yeah, there's not really too much like variety uh, like in that sense. Unfortunately. And with a list of 28 characters, including the unlockable ones, you'd think a lot, at least some of them would be different. Right. So, all right. But, uh, uh, well, maybe we should just go over these characters quickly. Uh, in the Shu Kingdom, which is my favorite kingdom, screw you, Greg, uh, <laughs> is Guan Yu, Huang Zong, Jiang Wei, Lu Bei, Ma Chao, Zhang Fei, Zhao Yun, and uh, I'm just going to read it as how I know it now, Zuge Leong. I forget how they pronounce it improperly. Uh, yes. My favorite is Zhao Yun, or Zhao Yun. I always gravitate toward like you know like Lu Bei when playing that side because that guy's the a beast. thing is Lu Bei you have to unlock I think right yeah but that's fine I, because you know by that point in the game I already had I already done all that okay so, but <laughs> okay. I thought you meant like right away like I'm gonna put the game in let me play it's Lu Bei you no know, like I said you know she was the she was the third and last story boat that I did oh so. see I always do Shu the first yeah man and then for uh, Wei they have one less character but they have Cow Cow. Zhang Liao, Dian Wei, Sima Yi, Zhao Dun, Zhao Yan. <laughs> what am I saying here? <laughs> Zhu Zhu. <laughs> what am I saying here? Uh, for the the Wu Kingdom, Gan Ning, Lu Meng, Lu Zun, Sun Jian, Sun Quan, Sun Shang Zhang, Tashi Si. And Zhao Yu. Um, and then there are other unlockable characters that are not under a specific kingdom. Like I said before, there's Diao Chen, Dong Zhao, Lu Bu, Yan Shao, and Zhang Zhao. Oh my god, reading these names is just really weird. <laughs> uh, oh, something I just remembered. When you're fighting in battle, when you get to... When you do certain things, like let's say you kill 50 enemies there'll be like a comment by somebody saying like uh just what i expected like they'll say your character's name and they'll say just what i expected but they don't say they, there's no voice clip for it it's just a throwaway little message that's which bothers me i mean there's barely any voice acting in this game i um, think this game could probably come out on the original playstation uh, there really is not too much. I don't know I about that. that. That's a lot of resources that this game. Well, the graphics, for. the graphics are the graphics are a little bit enhanced over the PlayStation, obviously. But beyond that, and beyond some of the, but the features, thing is, when you're playing this game, there there are things happening that are not in your area. So if a general goes to attack another general, they will do so out right. of your your range of sight. Whereas yes, exactly. I think in place on the PlayStation, it wouldn't really be able to render much of that stuff happening in the background. You know what I'm saying? There are some games that happen even with, with even if that. you limit the graphical capabilities. Or yeah. whatnot, I think there's too much going on in this game. There might be, there are some PlayStation games I can think about that do have some stuff going on in the background like that, but obviously the PS2 can handle it, can handle it, can handle it, can handle it better because it has, because, because it has, because it has more, because it has more memory uh, uh, like around to it. I just think that this game, while it was a very good launch game, when I look at it critically as, as great, um, as great as the game was back then and as, as many fond memories that I had, as I had playing it, I don't think it was a huge leap forward in a forward um uh on the ps2 
uh, uh, the game felt like it could have probably have come out on the PlayStation with just a few tweaks to it. I but, disagree on that. I feel like a lot is going on here. I feel like too because much there were some other PS2 games that came out at the same time that that, that came out that came out with launch games, and I thought really did push the limit on what the PS2 could do. Okay, uh, what like games? For, um. <laughs> Another like Koai game, Kessen, uh, which I thought was absolutely great. I thought Kessen was a PS2 game. Yeah, it was. It was I thought I you were. I thought you were bringing up examples for uh, PlayStation games that pushed the barrier. No, I was talking about okay. other PS2 launch games. I okay. thought that I thought did a better job of pushing, of showing off, of showing off, showing off, showing off what the system could do. Right. I uh, thought. I, I thought you meant the original PlayStation as in examples of games like Dynasty Warriors. That oh. di- showing that Dynasty Warriors would be able to, or Dynasty Warriors Two would be able to be put on the PlayStation. Oh well, um, no <laughs> confusion <sorry>. yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, no, because uh, uh, my my history of the series is I actually, unlike you, I, I play all these games like in order. Uh, I started. Uh, oh, I, excuse me. I, I start. Um, <laughs> I, I started off with Dynasty Wars on the PlayStation. I liked the game. Um, so, so when I saw, so I didn't get this game right, right at launch with my, like my new system. Uh, Kesson was, Kesson was one of the games I did get with my, with my PS2, but I picked it up, but I picked up Dynasty Warriors 2 about six months afterwards, I think, uh, right. when I got a used copy of the game. Um, and you know, I picked it up primarily because I, primarily because of Dynasty, uh, the original game. I didn't realize that I didn't realize the time on the changes that, that, that it was a much better game. game. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't even so, play the first one yet. <laughs> the, the first game, but the first game, first games, the first game is good for what it is. I thought, I thought you know, like you, like you said earlier, it, it's a different game, but it certainly, it certainly set the formula. It like laid the groundwork for what was to come. Um, yes. And so I think it made. And so, and so I may, and so I think it made Koi realize that they had it, that, that they had, that, that they had the beginnings of a potential series going on here. Uh, Dynasty Warrior 2, I thought was a great step forward in that. It was certainly a very fun game. I certainly played, I played a lot of it because like I said, that first year of the PS2, good games were, good games were few and far between. So until the better games started coming out of the system, I certainly played, I certainly played, played a lot of this game. Uh, and then I bought Dynasty Warriors 3 as soon as it came out, loved it. I think <laughs> and that, then you realized it was much better. Uh, it is better. It I, is. I think that I think that three's I, I, to me three was to me three was three my three's my all time uh, favorite game of the series. Okay, yeah, uh, three is my favorite too. Uh, I bought four. I bought five. I thought those games those, were all right. Those are all right. I thought they were but, really good, just not as good as three. But I thought that by the time the five came out, I thought that Koi was going to the well one too many times. Uh, the formula. The no, formula, when they hit number six, they hit the well too many times. The, the formula. Well, the, well, the, well. By five, by five, I, I, I was already starting to. I was already. I was already starting to wear out in the series. And certainly, it certainly was not the first okay, series. That, that, that. It certainly wasn't the first series. I was the first series that I started wearing out on for a, at a certain point. But what other uh, series were there that you were wearing out on? Uh, Sui Coden, to stay familiar on the PlayStation series. Okay. Uh, I I loved one. I love two. Two is like two is awesome. I did not play the uh, second one yet. Three was all right. Four, four, I never finished. Five, I never bought. So, <laughs> I uh, see. <laughs> so, uh, uh, just to give another PlayStation PlayStation series example, uh, right. but um, yeah. So, um, so I, so I, so I, so I've not even wanted to check out the later Dynasty Warrior games because I'm just like I'm just like they didn't they they didn't do enough stuff to reinvent to reinvent they didn't do enough stuff to keep the series fresh yeah yeah they did they changed a lot up i mean if you go to number number four 
is much different than two and three. I mean, like past five, like no, but like six and beyond. Oh, well, they actually they are different. Um, six started to incorporate an XP. Well, four had an XP system, but yeah, it did. Um, six expanded a tiny bit on the XP system, but it brought it back. Hmm. I think five five didn't have the XP system, right? Uh, it's been so long. I really don't remember. Yeah. I didn't keep. Yeah, I, I was not. Yeah, I was not impressed. <clears throat> impressed with five. I think I sold that game within like a week of buying. It. Really, I thought it was pretty yeah. good. Um, yeah, so. and then number seven, uh, number seven went back to, um, like what two and three were like, kind of. But they also had this new like SP system where like if you killed an officer or general, you get SP, and then you would unlock special abilities and whatnot for your characters i don't know i played that once in a while it's cool it's fine they um that was when they started doing the whole well your your character can use any weapon now but they do best with their own weapon (laughs) and then number eight was like xp system but like you were able to um level up in battle and it was real like i i have eight i have it on pc and i have it on ps3 and i leveled up one character to the highest level so quickly it's it's ridiculous so i was like i don't like if they release another one i don't i don't think i'm gonna buy it i've heard good things like about the extreme series i just haven't played to play any games in that one okay so this is where it gets different because extreme legends um for the for the older games um really added on so like let's say you get extreme legends for dicey warriors five um you're able to like what they do is um you're able to create your own character and there's like a like a story mode kind of for your character and you're able to make decisions in the story it's actually pretty cool um yeah it's hard yeah but uh you get skill points for fighting battles and you're able to get like uh better like stats for things and stuff oh it's cool um but uh once they started getting to newer games so like extreme legends for like dynasty warriors 8 was literally just like add-on to content it wasn't like anything new it was just extra ah, stuff okay all right yeah so it's like i don't i don't know <laughs> so you were saying that your first exposure to the series was number three right yes uh, I will get that into that much more uh, when we do the third one on this podcast, uh, because so, I do have an interesting story for that. So, so what made you decide to go back and play too? Um, what I always like to do is, especially like, when I'm collecting games. So the reason why I actually collect video games is because, you know, I, you know, I obviously didn't grow up with an Atari VCS. I didn't grow up with ColecoVision and television. Yeah. um interestingly enough i did grow up a tiny tiny bit with nes and genesis but um the thing is like this was these were the stepping stones to what we're at now Mm -hmm. and history for this kind of stuff really interested me so having these consoles and these games um wasn't an act of nostalgia it was an act of wanting to know and understand Right. So when I went back to Dynasty Warriors 2, it was kind of like that. Um, also, it's a Dynasty Warriors game, and I might as well buy it and yeah. play it. Because, Sounds uh, very similar to know. like one of my friends 
whose first Final Fantasy game was Final Fantasy seven. Um, See, my they, first Final Fantasy was ten. <laughs> and then went back after that and played. Fun, and, 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 and then after that, they liked the game enough that they went back and played all the older games. Dude, I have so. a copy of, uh, was it Final Fantasy 4 or 5? Five? 5. I have Final Fantasy 5 on the Super Famicom because uh, it's a Japanese only. Well, at that time, it was Japanese right. only. Yeah. Um, and I have it translated. I have a patch to translate it through the Retron 5. Yeah, I've been playing through that. I mean, I, I don't know. I go back to those older <laughs> games, so like, yeah, it doesn't mean that I'll really enjoy them a lot. But uh, I mean, <sighs> uh, some of these some of these games are hard to go back yeah back in time with though. That's a great segue to like my uh, what I think is a, a final a final appropriate question to end this to end this uh, game discussion on. Uh, does this game hold up today? Is it worth playing today in 2015? Especially um, uh, especially if you've never played a game a game the Dynasty Warriors series. Okay. Um, now I'm gonna split this into two things. What I like to do is I like to put a price like it sounds weird, but I like to put a price point on these games. So say like you know, say like a game is worth twenty bucks. Um, you end you ended yeah. up what? I think you can get this game for pretty uh, for pretty cheap, actually. Right? No, I'm just I'm just yeah. making an example, yeah. saying like, right. Okay, all right. If I if I bought a game for twenty bucks, you know, let's say it's it's priced twenty bucks, and you're getting like a perfect deal on eBay or whatever, mm-hmm. which almost never happens. But let's say you are, um, and you know. I would rate it on like the price point, but I'd also rate what I would pay for, for these games. So like, to be honest, like I would still pay like 30 or $40 for dynasty warriors three, because that's how much I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, even if it's like worth like $10 or something, like I still, in my mind, it's worth that much. So when people do game collecting and they're like, Oh, this game's like 20 bucks. This is outrageous. Like, blah 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 it should be this much price gouging you know like yeah some people price gouge but to me (coughs) if i like buy the if like the game's worth 20 bucks to me then i'll buy it if it's even if it's worth like five dollars you know you know what i'm saying like so i i guess sometimes i do end up paying more than i want to sometimes on games but like it's worth it to me you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah um so like uh for me um it depends on how much this game was which i actually going to i'm going to check that right now well while you're doing that i'll just give my two cents uh i like this game a lot a lot like when it came out like i said it before i had a heck of a lot of fun playing it um that said that said if i was playing dynasty warrior game these days uh I'd go to three because three is my personal favorite of the series. Um, and I think anybody not, and I think that anybody new to the series who wants to check out one of the better games of the series is probably, is probably, he's probably better off starting at three because they did, uh, obviously they took, as we were talking about earlier, they took what worked and what made two so much fun and improved it a lot in three. 
So I think three's a, a better game and a lot better place to check out the series from. And I just don't think two holds up very well today, like anymore, unfortunately. Not to knock the game itself, because the game, like I said, was great when it came out. I certainly had a lot of fun with it. But I just think that. But if this game was an A but this game was an A grade game, I just think three is an A plus game. I've seen this game go for. Uh, it's trending at six dollars, but I've seen it sold for between a dollar fifty and six dollars. So a collector can definitely. <laughs> get, uh, so a collector can definitely get this game for cheap. Yes. Um, this game is completely worth the the money um especially on a newcomer standpoint um if somebody wanted to come into the series and say oh i'll just start from like the beginning era uh totally worth it because it's less than ten dollars mm-hmm. uh i say com- i'd say go forward uh def- most definitely hmm. it's just a good game <laughs> that's what it is a good game so there you have like our thoughts like on this game and our and our slightly and our slightly ending different opinions uh, 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 like on the overall the overall the overall worth of the game. Um, any any final thoughts or comments, George? As far as as far as this game goes, when did you become the host? <laughs> that's my final thought. Uh, no, 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 that's fine. Here. No, that's fine. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, final thoughts: Go play. Go buy this game, but go play Dynasty Warriors Three. And go check out some of the other great games that I read games that Koai has made like over the years because I think, unfortunately, to me being a history buff that I am, it's a little bit sad for me that most people that most people think think of think of think of Dynasty Warriors games only when they think of like Koai these days. They don't think of Koai at all that because 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 Koai merged with Tecmo several years back, uh, and they're officially known now as like. Uh, 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 Tecmo Koai, but the Tecmo the Tecmo side of the company is definitely a lot more prominent, kind of overshadowing uh, the other end of the company. Actually, so, you want to hear something interesting? When a company merges, um, it the name depends on what's more popular. So actually, in Japan, it's Koei Tecmo, but in the in North America, it's Tecmo Koei. That rests my case perfectly then, because <laughs> <laughs> because Koei is more popular in um, Japan. Yes, so and they they are known as Koei Tecmo over there, right? And but yeah, but yeah, Koei's made a lot of great games over the years. Heck, the Super NES podcast, which I do, the last game I covered was a like a Koei game. Um, they they made a lot of great games over the years, and they just and they just released recently a Nobunaga's Ambition game for the PS. Uh, like the PC and PS4 yes, fun. They did, so, and they uh, just like you know, and just like you know, I, uh, unfortunately, I think that even though Dynasty Warrior games are are fine and dandy, uh, I I just kind of wish I kind of I I just kind of wish the company had more exposure and more publicity these days. Be these days beyond the series as good as it is because because like I said, there's a very rich library of games that they, that there are games they made going all, going all the way back to the. You know, going all the way back to the mid '80s, so no, so they uh, they need to create a new intellectual property here. Yes, and I like it could even be like a turn-based RPG. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm sure they could do a pretty good job on something like that. 
they've done that in Japan only. But but again, but but again, those games have not come out. Those games have not come out here in the West. So and that's that's the other problem. But then again, yeah. localization isn't always easy. True. So. True. So. But anyway, um, we will be going. We will be covering other other Kawhi games in the future. I'm sure because it's been. Oh, of uh, course. Yeah, because they're like good games. Dicey Warriors three next episode. <laughs> that's that's what we uh, said, right? We were, we were doing Dynasty Warriors three, right? We will do that game eventually. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. I want to play more of that game. But, but speaking about no, we actually agreed on Front Mission three. Is that correct? Yes. Speaking about speaking about going to a, a speaking of another like well respected company, um, SquareSoft. Yes. Uh, with uh, with another one of their lesser known franchises. Um, unfortunately, because the Front Mission franchise has also been a lot of fun, like over the years. But uh, yeah, yes, and also that um, I don't want to say the uh, the series has turned made a turn for the worse, but the series has changed, kind of like in a way, Dynasty, the Dynasty Warriors, Warriors has series. Yes, <laughs> very good point. Yes. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Front Mission Three is my personal favorite game of the, like the whole series. Uh, it was certainly, it was certainly a great game for, and one of the, uh, and certainly one of the really wonderful gems of the PlayStation, the PlayStation library. I sure that, do like it. Yes. So we will be talking about that game in much loving detail next episode. Yes. Um, before we, uh, end this whole, uh, chin dig here, um, <laughs> I just want to say that I do another podcast and that's master system masterpieces. That is uh, a game by game podcast kind of like this, but follows games of the Sega master system, a console you guys probably never heard of. (laughs) (laughs) And Greg, what do you do? Um, I do the super NES podcast uh, a little bit over a year now, celebrated the anniversary just a couple weeks ago. Oh, Um, Oh, well, congratulations. (laughs) But uh, where I cover also game by game format, uh, one game of the system uh, like every episode, and a um, and a uh, George is going to be spending a, a lot more time uh, talking about the Super NES these days because he's graciously graciously accepted accepted an offer to become my to become my uh, my new co-host like that uh, like in that podcast. Yes, and that's going to be interesting because now we're going to be talking a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, with somebody who was not even born when some of the games the system like came out. So I be did play the SNES when I was a kid, though. <laughs> yes, I had a friend. Um, we mostly just played the Double Dragon Battletoads game, though. Mm. That was a good game. Uh, the first episode George and I are going to be doing together is going to be on the obscure, the the, the obscure first person shooter game, Baseball Two Thousand. Uh... Now, don't tip your hand on the game quite yet, George. That's a different <laughs> podcast. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's excellent, Greg. I love it. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, uh, we yes. also have some special. Uh, we also we also have some special guest hosts uh, planned uh, for future episodes of that, like that podcast. So stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned to the podcast that you're not listening to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you know, thanks for listening. You can take a look at my Twitter. You can see me do the tweets. Well, you can see me not do the tweets. <laughs> on Twitter at Mr. Chief. That's at M I S T U R C H E E F. Email. If you have any inquiries, you want to ask us a question, 
you want to tell us to go screw off and stop doing podcasting, um, <laughs> that's PlayStation Power at theboxfort.net. Now, the URL here is T-H-E-B-O-X-F-O-R-T.net. And there's also a Facebook page. Uh, which yes. can like, you know, reach us. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Greg, is there any way we can uh, contact you, throw bricks through your windows <laughs> with me messages? Uh, you can also reach me on Facebook, like either through the PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation uh, podcast uh, page or like right. my Super NES uh, one. Uh, and you can also email me directly at the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. How do you spell uh, Yahoo? <laughs> Y-H-Y-A-H-O-O. <laughs> you didn't know how to spell Yahoo. I got you. I didn't that for a second. Of course, you caught me off guard. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will uh, fill your ear, hole, ear holes another time. Yeah, see you again in two weeks, God willing. <laughs> see you.